This motherfucker working, man. Episode 189, man. Thin line between genius and sin. Let's go ahead and tap in and get into this shit, man. Welcome to yes. Raw is OG. Ask me, you know the fuck that is, nigga. Play on me, man. DJ, hit me. Yes, sir. What's poppin' with y'all? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Jeans and Insanity Podcast, hosted by yours truly. Oh, gee! Hash, who the fuck it is, man? What's up with the people all around the world? <laughs> What's up with y'all? I hope they're looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a whole lot of shit going on. Transmetation each and every motherfucking episode. I want to shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in joining the conversation. I truly appreciate all the love and support, man. Let's keep us empire brick by motherfucking me brick. Tell a friend and tell a friend. OG hash got a motherfucking me show, man. If you tapped in on DSPs, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, etc., etc., don't mean nothing. Don't mean no fucking difference to me. All streets matter to your motherfucking me, boy, man. Ray review the show. Let's get this show on the right motherfucking me hands. We tapped in on OG Hash TV on YouTube. Look, I'm sorry, man. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Look, man, today, I promise you, after I record tonight, I'm going to fucking start downloading the files and start getting the files uploaded to YouTube, bro. Time has been of the essence, and I have been short on it, okay? <laughs> Haven't had the time to really upload, man. So I'm going to really upload, get caught up with that shit, man. I know... The fucking YouTube community has been fucking dying to get that classic ass content. I'm gonna get it to you, man. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> but just in the meantime, they are available on all DSPs, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. The show has always been up to date and current, man. So tap in with your motherfucking me boy, man. Um, you know, it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot motherfucking me going on. It's just like take motherfucking me 200. I don't know what the fuck is going on, bro. I'm a little under the weather. I feel like I've been sick for like six months now, type shit. I don't know what the fuck. Wow. Ever since I went and got that, ever since I got that COVID vaccine, bro, it's shit. If I'm around more than like five people, I'm fucking sick as a motherfucker, bro. So I've been dealing with that. You know, this is like take 200, trying to get this shit done. Man, I watched my Lakers play the motherfucking game. We beat the fuck out the Pistons. First game of a back-to-back, I ate some tacos, I ate, I smoked some weed. It's been a cool little day, okay? <laughs> it's been a decent motherfucking me day, man. Um, but it's a whole lot of shit on the documents. Go ahead and jump right into it, man. It's a late night recording session. I ain't trying to be up all motherfucking me night, man. I got to get up at 5 in the morning. Um, You know, life is interesting. <laughs> You know, I always come on this podcast and I always say, you know, life comes at you fast. You know, this world really isn't as big as it seems. We all know somebody that knows somebody that's pretty famous. Or we know somebody that's rubbing elbows with somebody that's famous. I've come on this platform and I've told and I've said those things countless amount of times. And God damn it, I shit you not. I find myself in a conundrum. <laughs> wow. In a fucking conundrum, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I have a cousin, right? And I've talked about my cousin probably a few times on this platform. 
And I really never name dropped my cousin because to be quite honest with you, we don't have the relationship that I feel I can just be name dropping her like that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I can't just call her. I can't text her and say, hey, what you doing? When I first started this podcast shit, she is someone that I did text. I reached out to her. After I dropped my very first episode, I reached out to her because I knew she was in this space. I had seen her on Charlemagne the God's podcast. Wow. I had seen her on Joe Budden's podcast. Wow. She was someone who knew the people who I was looking up to, who I knew if I just put the time in and practice on my craft, that there was a good chance that maybe my shit can get into the right hands. When I first started this podcast, I reached out to her, not for no fucking escalator to the top ride, not for no fucking, you know what I'm saying, no inside advice. I truly just wanted her to listen to it, hear the raw quality of it, and just let me know what she thought. Sent out a text, got a reply, Sent out the link to the show. Really never, ever got a reply back. Wow. And I never really took that personal. The only part I took personal is when I came on the podcast and let you guys know that after not responding to me, after not giving me any advice, after not giving me her actual critique of the show, she would go around and tell family members that she was helping me. Wow. I just couldn't understand it, and that made me mad because why lie about helping me when you clearly not fucking helping me? When I wasn't even asking for any help, that's the crazy part. But I never took that personal. I just kind of let those things go. I say all that to say, me and my cousin never truly had the relationship for me to be comfortable saying her name and acting like shit's all sweet. And there was things she done in the past against the family that I truly just didn't agree with. But as time went on and, you know, people mature over time and, you know what I'm saying, people's fuck-ups become less and less and less more powerful. To see her pop up one day sitting next to this, my second favorite basketball player of all time on one of the most one of the best uprising, up-and-coming uh, podcasts in, in sports, I couldn't do nothing but be motherfucking me happy. Wow. I couldn't do nothing but say, damn, look at my motherfucking me cousin doing it. I couldn't be nothing but happy when I seen that she was a celebrity guest host for The Breakfast Club. Wow. I couldn't be nothing but happy. But I say all that shit to say, the reason why I find myself in a conundrum is because, yes, as I stated, she was on the season one of Gil's Arena with Gilbert Arenas, Rashad McCants, Brandon Jennings, um, Josiah Johnson, um, Kenyon Martin, she was on that show. And it was a great season one. And to be honest with you, it's a, it's a great season two as well. It's her, it's her presence being missed? Absolutely. But is the show still good? Absolutely. But she was on season one. And to be honest with you, there was tension throughout a few of the episodes to where as a viewer you could see shit was a little bit uncomfortable. Let's just keep it at that. You can see that, okay, this is real raw uh, emotions being displayed. And there may be some beef between the, the, the fucking castmates. 
as an outside viewer, I that's just what I saw. Like I said, yes, this is my cousin, but I'm not hearing shit. I'm not getting no inside information. I'm just like the rest of y'all niggas. When she was in town and she with my mama and shit, or if I go to my mama's house, my mama be on the phone with her and shit, there was never no words being displayed between me and her. There was no new information being uh, uh, being talked about the show. And all honesty, when she came around my family out here, bro, you would honestly think the show never fucking existed. Wow. Like she never talked about it. I wasn't around, but my mama said she never talked about it. And I always just felt that shit was weird because I'm like, what the fuck do you mean she's not talking about it? She literally on the phone, the biggest fucking little t- on podcast out right now, and she's not talking about it? I just thought that show was odd. And I, and I guess today, well, last couple of days, when it first when it first started to not be so odd, when she started doing these interviews on these other platforms, pretty much breaking her silence about the shit that was going on behind the scenes at Gil's Arena. Wow. On Gil's Arena, she said, on, on behind the scenes, she said she's being threatened by Brandon Jennings. Wow. She said behind the scenes, after she joked on Rashad McKenna's fake Jordans, he really took the shit serious, and every time she tried to apologize off camera, he would tell her to get the fuck out of his, out of his face. Wow. She would say all these things. Like I said, you grin as a, as a viewer, you see the dynamic of one female, four men. You see how the dynamics can be a bit challenging, so to say, right? But I didn't know that all that shit was going on behind the scenes. All this started... Because she cracked on a nigga wearing some fake Jordans. All this shit started between her and Brennan Jennings because them niggas was taking up for Carl Malone. Wow. She called Carl Malone a pedophile. Brennan Jennings wanted to bring Carl Malone up on the show. The producer said, no, he gets mad at her, starts threatening my cousin. That's what all this shit is about. Wow. That's what was really going on behind the scenes. And the reason why I said I'm in the conundrum because I really fuck with the show. Look, my nigga, just a week, uh, well, a week ago, I was sitting in my stool recording little videos, and I sent them off to Gil's Arena to be featured on the show. That's how big of a fan I am of the goddamn show. I'm a friend of they show. <laughs> but just to know that behind the scenes, niggas is real life threatening my cousin. Niggas ain't just, this ain't just a motherfucking me person. This is, that's my cousin. That's my blood cousin. Niggas is niggas is mistreating my cousin. As a man in my family, I have to stand on business when it comes to the women in my family. I have to. I have to. If nobody's going to do it, I have to. I have to. Have to. I have to have this stance when I have this stance for fucking strangers. Wow. When I have this stance for women, I don't even fucking know. Here's a woman. And this is a woman in my family, fam. And I feel like I actually feel like man, you know, sometimes in life. You know what I'm saying? You get thrown these tests, these hurdles, these opportunities, so to speak, to stand on business. To actually put your fucking words to the motherfucking test. To actually to, to be about what the fuck you've been talking about all these motherfucking years. I've been doing this shit for over three and a half years, bro. It's time for motherfuckers to stand on business, especially when it comes to my family members being threatened by other fucking me men. Quite frankly, I don't know who the fuck Brandon Jennings think he is. I'm gonna be honest with you. Wow. You dropped your 55 on Steph, my nigga, but wow. I don't know who the fuck you think you is to be walking around this motherfucker 
like you big dick Willie's threatening women and shit. I don't know who the fuck you think you is, brother. I don't know what the I don't I don't know what the fuck is going on with this shit. But that's why I reached out to my cousin, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to lock you in that interview because I want to know what the fuck is going on. If there's anybody that should get that interview, it should be me. Granted, yeah, still going on all these other platforms and all that, but I should be getting a motherfucking me interview. A 15, 20 man one at least. I need in on this motherfucking me story. I need in, especially at a time like this. Especially at a motherfucking me time like this. And that may sound, that may come off and sound crazy. That may come off and sound like I'm trying to cash in on my cousin's, you know what I'm saying, misfortune, her tragedy or something like that. Quite frankly, I don't think the situation is, is as fucked up as, you know what I'm saying, some P. Diddy shit. But that's why I want to have an interview because what the fuck is truly going on? I'm so conflicted because when it comes to basketball, I truly love the game of basketball. The game of basketball is truly, man, that shit damn near, that shit saved my life, man, mentally. And when it came to Kobe Bryant being my favorite player of all time, the player who truly made me fall in love with the game of basketball was Gilbert Arenas, man. So to sit here and be like, damn, I know how Gilbert be wilding out on all these motherfuckers. And I always thought that shit was funny. They always was like, damn, this nigga Gilbert a wild ass boy. Ain't he? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Look, look at my name. That's my PG. I used to always say that shit. But life comes at you fast when now that role is reversed and the person he's going at is your fucking cousin. I'm watching the show today, right? And at the end of the show, he starts sending shots at my cousin. He started joking around and shit like that. Nothing too crazy. But he started sending shots at my cousin, breaking character and shit like that. And usually in moments like that, as a fan of a show, you know, you love those moments. You laugh at those moments. You say, oh, shit, this, this shit getting good. You know, at that moment, it wasn't a chuckle. It wasn't a smile. It wasn't a smirk. Because, nigga, you dissing my people. Wow. Like, this is, you, this is my peoples you dissing. No matter how close me and her are, we ain't. Is or isn't, motherfucker. However the fuck you want to say it, grammar police. I can't sit here and co-sign the shitting on my family. I don't, I'm the only person that shit on my family, bro. I can't let other motherfuckers shit on my family. As King, as King Harris would say, I stand on business, nigga. Wow. <laughs> I gotta stand on business. But I do want to have more information about the situation, man. I do want to lock in the interview. Um, Miko, man, come on, man. Come on. Come on now. Fuck, fuck all the bullshit. Like I said, there's anybody that should be getting that interview, it should be your boy. That, 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 that's just point blank, period. You got to do this one for the fam. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> you got What would grandma do? <laughs> wow. I'm taking it there. What would grandma do on this motherfucker? <laughs> Real talk, man. But some more information will come out about this situation. Um, it, it, it's still early in this shit. Like I said, I don't think there's gonna be no criminal charges or nothing like that. Um, but who who knows? Like, it's still the beginning. Um, it's still the beginning, man. It, it, I don't want to say nothing. Nothing that's gonna be too fucked up until I lock in that interview and we can go from there, man. But um, moving on, man.
You know, I want to double back to that Josh Giddy situation real fast. You know, a lot of people re- a lot of people reacted to what I had to say in, in, in a surprising way. I, I didn't think that a lot of y'all was gonna have a problem with what I said like that. I when they when it talked about how me saying that he he shouldn't be getting criminally charged or nothing like that. Bro, if the girl is of age, the girl's of age. But the thing about this Josh Giddy situation, and I'm starting to understand why ESPNs and Foxes and all these major networks aren't really um covering this story like that quite yet it's because there's so much information so many holes in this story that i don't think anyone really feels comfortable discussing the situation wow everybody knows like it's super sensitive it's a sensitive topic and if the woman if the girl was underage then absolutely josh giddy should get the fuck up out of here but there's so much that we don't know that nobody, nobody really feels comfortable. Hell, I don't even feel comfortable talking about the situation because on one hand, if they're a consenting adult, no matter how old they are, if they're a consenting adult, I'm not the motherfucker who made the law. Yes, I'm going to look at the nigga a little bit strange, but goddamn, if he's not breaking the law, can he really be punished? Can he? But on the other hand, there's more information coming out about this situation that we know as of now. What we know as of now is this situation took place a year ago. Wow. He made the Oklahoma City Thunder and the NBA aware of this situation a year ago. Which has led many people to believe that this was a blackmailing situation to where he may have met Shorty in the club. She had to probably have like a fake ID. Or some shit like that. And once he found out her age, he had to motherfucking me, you know what I'm saying, scramble and get this shit taken care of type shit. That's what I'm hearing about this shit. Like I said, there's so much motherfucking misinformation and so many holes in this story right now that nobody truly wants to talk about it. What we do know is that the fucking little, the girl and her parents have denied any motherfucking me, uh, any cooperation with the police, with any authorities every, in regards to the matter. Wow. Which is leading people to believe that, okay, there was money, there was, there was some visa being transferred in this situation. If this shit happened a year ago and the family is just, is declined to cooperate with the police, you very, you very much better believe there was some goddamn money handed over. And that's not me sitting here saying the money being handed over is me saying that that man is a predator or not. That's not me saying that. That's not me saying it. What we have to understand is if people are saying this could be a, an alleged blackmailing, uh, uh, a blackmailing situation, because the girl didn't put this shit out. Giddy didn't put this shit out. What they're saying is one of his friends who knew about the situation put this shit out. Which probably leads people to believe that, okay, so the person who put it out was probably getting mad they wasn't getting no fucking money out the situation. Wow. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable going with all these motherfucking me stories that the media is running with because I don't know whether or not Josh Giddy is a sick motherfucker or not. I don't fucking know. 
But what I do know about this situation, this shit got me spooked in my personal life. B, I ain't gonna lie to you. Look, I met a chick the other day. You know what I'm saying? Where did I go? I was at the UPS store and shit, right? I walk in the UPS store, shorty and that motherfucker. Thick as I'm talking about thick as a motherfucker. She was a she was one of them, uh Mexican. She was she was like Mexican Latina chick, right? I'm talking about ass was crazy. I'm talking about never seen nothing like it. You know them asses that be so fat, you just don't know if it's real or fake type shit. Wow. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck going on. I know that motherfucker is big though. I want it. Ah. I'm, I I just couldn't. I wanted it type shit, right? And so I get, you know, I talk to Shorty. I get Shorty. We we exchange information, and we talking and shit. And amidst the talking, you know, Shorty brings up my age, and me personally, I'm 28 years old, bro. So I still come from the era of, you know, men are not supposed to ask women their age type shit. And growing up, now that I'm I'm grown, I kind of that that makes me question why the fuck that's the case. Why was it a thing for men not to ask women what the fuck their age was? Wow. Like that, don't don't that kind of add to the era of motherfucking me, you know what I'm saying, statutory rape? You, niggas was just willingly going off looks. All our life, motherfuckers been saying, don't ask women their age. And I was always, I just always went against that shit. I've that's all I that's why I always did it up to avoid any type of motherfucking me. You know what I'm saying? Misnomers, mistakes, or anything that can get me in motherfucking trouble. And that's real shit. That's the, that's one of the main reasons why I've always just dated up type shit. If anybody's going to be young in this situation, it's going to be me. <laughs> it's going to be your boy. <laughs> but as I met Shorty and we talking and she asked me my age and I told her my age and shit like that. And like I said, I'm still from that era of you're not supposed to do that. But I've always went about a way of asking a woman's age without feeling weird about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I do kind of feel like that can be kind of disrespectful just because that's how I was raised type shit. And in the midst of all this Josh Giddy shit, in the midst of, you know what I'm saying, him possibly getting blackmailed and all that good shit, as I'm sitting there talking to Shorty and she asked me my age and I, and I tell her and I ask her hers, she was just very hesitant to tell me her age. Wow. And granted, when I met Shorty and I looked at Shorty, how old did I really think Shorty was? I think Shorty was no no younger than 28. She was probably a little bit older. But you know, as a man, you can't really come off and tell a chick when you first meet him that she looked like she fucking 30 years old. Wow. You know how you play around and pussyfoot around the situation? Oh, shot 2022? That bitch got bags all under her eyes, man. Wow. That bitch got stress all on the right side of her face. Bitch, you look 42. I'm just trying to smack something. <laughs> but it really bothered me that she really didn't tell me her age. Until this day, she still haven't told me her age. Now, granted, I don't give a fuck if you older than me or not. But in the midst of that, as a grown-ass man... I don't feel comfortable operating, you know what I'm saying, in a conversation or relationship of any kind with a person that I don't know their age. I'm sorry. Wow. I, I just don't feel comfortable doing it. it. You can't do that as a man. As a man, you did. there's no way you can feel comfortable doing that shit. As a woman, you can get away with a lot of bullshit, man. You got stories about these teachers 
you know what I'm saying, who be fucking on these kids. What's the story about a teacher that came out not too long ago? She got pregnant by one of the students and she ain't faced no jail time. She got like probation or some shit like that. See, women can get away with that shit. A woman can fuck her students and get like five years probation. A man fuck his students? Come on, man. Prison time. Nigga, nigga, 24, 23 hours. One, 23 hours lockdown, one hour wreck. Nigga, stale, stale fucking bologna sandwiches, nigga. Molded bologna sandwiches for the rest of your fucking life. And rightfully motherfucking me so. But it also should be the same way for women. But knowing that the rules are the rules, there's no way I can operate and continue a conversation with this young woman. No matter if she older than me or not, bitch, I don't fucking know. Right now, you're a question mark. And one thing I don't play about is my motherfucking me freedom. It ain't never going to be a time a motherfucking go around saying that Hatch was doing this with a younger motherfucking me person. It'll never be that time. Ever in life. Ever in life. And I say that shit on the pod to bring it up to all the, fa- the, the fellas that's friends of the show. Bro, y'all got to be careful, man. And hell, even the female friends of the show. All y'all they got these, they got sons that that's boys. They got, got why I say sons that's boys. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. You gotta say that in twenty twenty three. For all y'all they got sons that's boys. <laughs> that's how fucked up it is outside right now, man. But for all the female friends of the show to have sons, y'all got y'all gotta keep this shit in mind and be and be real about the situation. You got to be real with your kids and your sons early on in their life about how real this shit can be out there. I was no older than motherfucking me. I was no older than like motherfucking me 10 years old when my mama first told me about, you know what I'm saying, the dangers of a white woman. Wow. No bullshit. I was like 10 years old when my mama told me about the dangers of a white woman. She told me about this shit. And I was no older than motherfucking me nine years old. She told me that no means motherfucking me no. Granted, what the fuck I need to be getting told no means no at nine years old for. But you know what? Being told no means no at nine years old has stuck with me all my motherfucking life, brother. Wow. So this Josh Giddy shit, man. Hey, look, I ain't, I ain't operate with no chick who ain't telling me their age, man. You heard about I heard about the Scotty Barnes situation. Where she he slid into a shorty DM on Instagram. And she told that nigga she uh uh she was 16. And then he fucking he quickly left the motherfucking me message. But she took the messages from Scotty Barnes and posted them on social media, acting like he was trying to holler her and shit. And in real life, Shorty wasn't even fucking 16. The bitch was 29. Wow. The bitch was 29 years old. She told Scotty Barnes she was 16 just to see what the nigga would say, man. Wow. That's what I'm saying. As a man, you got to be careful, man. As a boy, as a, as a you got to look, man. This may be, this may sound crazy. You got a dick in between your legs, man. You better be careful, man. That's real shit. <clears throat> I'm telling you the same shit I tell my little brother, man. <clears throat> you got a dick in between your legs, man. You better, you better play this shit right, nigga. They don't play. They don't play games about that shit, man. And it's sick niggas who it's sick niggas who who do that shit, who who take interest in that shit. 
But even the niggas who take interest in that shit, even when, when you go to court, nigga, there ain't no difference between the niggas who take interest in that shit and niggas who stumble into that shit on accident. Because say this shit is true about Josh Giddy. Say this shit is true that he, he met Shorty at the club and she had a fucking fake ID. And next thing you know, you know what I'm saying, he took Shorty home to the club. Because how many niggas is going to the club checking IDs? Let's be real about the situation. When you step your ass in that courtroom in front of that judge, my nigga, you not getting viewed no different than the nigga who sit at home whacking off the fucking child pornography than you are because you the nigga who fucking accidentally met a chick at the club who probably looked a little older, who had a fake ID, who got into this fucking establishment. You gonna get looked the exact same way, my nigga. So if you got a motherfucking me dick in between your legs, you better play this shit smart, my nigga. And peep game about this Josh Giddy situation. And I'm not saying take this nigga side. I'm not saying this nigga guilty or not. Let's wait for the more information to come out. But what I'm saying is, in personal life, this shit just happened to me, nigga, a couple days ago. Bitch don't want to tell me her motherfucking me age. Bitch, I'm Ray Charles to so you. I don't even see you. That fat ass that look motherfucking me so big it look real or fake. I don't know. I don't even care no more. It's deflated in my mind. Bitch, move. Get out of here. Scram. Ew. <laughs> you got to be real about this shit, man. This freedom shit ain't nothing to play with. It ain't nothing to motherfucking me play with, man. And a lot of times, man, it's, it's easy for niggas to... I'm telling you, man, it's easy. I, I, it's easy. I didn't watch too many episodes of Steve Wilkos. No, this shit. That shit can go a whole nother motherfucking way, my man. It really motherfucking me can. <laughs> Real, that's real ass shit though, man. Real motherfucking me talk. But uh, moving on, man. Let's get to this Nardo Wick situation, man. Yo, this Nardo Wick shit crazy. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. The Nardo Wick situation, bro. I don't know. What you it's odd because. It's odd, man, because. Let's stop the video real fast. It's odd because, man. The situation goes like this, man. Nardo Wick, I don't know if he was at some show or wherever he was at. Um, a fan ran up on Nardo Wick looking to get a picture. Um, and Nardo Wick has some homeboys who's posing as security guards. We all know how this shit go, man. We all know how these rappers are, man. A lot of these rappers who, quote, unquote, be gangster. Um, a lot of them don't feel right having actual security team. A lot of them got homeboys who walk around with pistols or just got homeboys who supposed to, quote, unquote, stand on business. You got this white fan running up on Nardo Wick. He didn't look threatening. He didn't look like he was a he meant any motherfucking me harm. But granted, when a nigga's been a security guard for a rapper, you're not supposed to let nobody run up on him in no type of way. But the fan, the, the little white dude ran up on Nardo Wick, it was, it was a delayed attack. It's as if the dude said something or something to why he got fucking sucker punched like this. Let me play the video one more time. It's overkill, bro. Because the, the hit alone is was doing too motherfucking me much. Because the hit alone, the nigga was not he was out on his feet. The little dude was out on his feet. The next thing you know, Another one of Nardo Wicks homeboys just hit him with like a three-piece motherfucking me combo. Like the shit. Wow. It really makes no motherfucking me sense. 
And all while this is going down, you see Nardo Wick telling them to chill, trying to stop them from doing what they're doing. But these niggas is on go mode. These niggas is what? Standing on business. Let me play the video one more time, man. Because it's hard to even motherfucking understand when you see it. Where do you when I watch this video, man. I see a career, man. I see a career going down and motherfucking me drain. I really motherfucking me do. They say the fan was sent to the hospital with a concussion and brain bleed, man. Come on, man. Wow. I mean, tell me, near ran to get a picture and you sent them away with a fucking concussion and brain bleed. Wow. So I asked this question, how much motherfucking me um, responsibility are we going to give to Nardo Wick in this situation? Let's be real about this shit. How much, how much, how much are we going to put on the hands of Nardo Wick? Because you want to know what's fucked up in this situation? Because I say, if you see the video, or like I even just said, and if you hear, you hear Nardo Wick in the background saying, chill, chill, chill. You see Nardo Wick trying to stop the, the second nigga from fucking going fucking comment. Fucking super saying comment, comment high on a nigga face for no fucking reason. A nigga's already knocked out on his feet. On his fucking feet. And throughout all this situation, after all that shit take place, we don't know them niggas' names. We know Nardo Wick. We know Nardo fucking Wick. We just gotta... When I say I see a motherfucking me career going down the drain, bro, I truly motherfucking me do. Because as a businessman, who wants to be in a business with motherfucking me with, with a Nardo wake when this is what your fucking posse's doing? Because this ain't proper security. These niggas ain't in motherfucking me security clothes. These niggas swagged out. They got on swag clothes. They got on jewelry and all this other shit. They got on fucking, uh, uh, they got on fucking Pooh Shiesty masks and shit. These niggas ain't proper motherfucking me security. So these is posse. You know when, when Phil Jackson refers to LeBron James' uh, crew of Rich Paul and all them niggas is posse, and everybody got offended because them niggas didn't present no type of posse type of swag? These niggas look like posse. They running around standing on business. These niggas is swinging on fucking random fans for no reason. What business is going to want to do business with Nardo Wick? Let's keep it a fucking beam, man. This video is very disturbing. You got Nardo Wick. He released a statement saying he doesn't stand for what happened to that fan. He don't condone them actions. And I truly believe him. Because the moment that the first dude hit that white boy, you heard Nardo Wick saying chill. When the second dude started hitting on that white boy, you seen Nardo Wick run over there and try to break it up. But it's sad because... I don't think that's going to be enough to save the motherfucking me backlash that's going to be going towards Nardo Wick's career. Nardo Wick not some type of fucking huge fucking star to where he can just be dodging fucking controversy like Neo in the Matrix. He, he Well, he got one hit. He got one hit. One. And, and, and it's about time for another one. If it ain't been time. And it's fucked up because I always see, you always see situations like this when people's careers and their livelihood and their military with the, the shit that they got to put food on the table for their family get jeopardized for the fuck niggas around them. 
You know, when you have the success in going on in life, and it goes for everybody, man. And when you have these, when you have things going good in life, you always want to be going through this shit with your homies, with your friends, people you grew up with. Because those are the people that you can you can be yourself around. Those are the people that know you from when you wasn't shit. From when you was probably motherfucking me, you know what I'm saying? Outside fucking waterfall and the motherfucking me Gatorade with two with two, three of your homeboys out there playing fucking flag football or something. Out there playing killer man, the motherfucking me yard. It's motherfucking me. One Gatorade and y'all all waterfalling that bitch. Then the same niggas, when you fucking have success in life, you wanna have them niggas around. You wanna you want them niggas to be on the yacht with you with them fucking models. You want and for ladies, the fucking chicks that you was friends with in preschool or fucking me in grade school, them the chicks you wanna motherfucking me be going to fucking me on these shopping sprees with. You don't wanna be taking no motherfucking me new people with that on and in them in them intimate moments with you. But the fucked up thing is when you take those people who truly, let's be real, don't deserve to be there. Haven't put in the hard work that you put in to be in that moment. So they can't fucking be gracefully take in that fucking moment and appreciate that shit the proper motherfucking me way. When you bring them people and put them in that situation, there's a high chance that they gonna fuck it up and make you regret it. Wow. Because who's to say if Nardo Wick had proper motherfucking me security detail that this fan get granted, running up on them and everything. Running up on them and everything. Granted, who's to say that the, that the at worst case, what would have happened is this fucking fan getting fucking picked up off his feet and taking fucking me at least 10, 15 feet the other way. Some shouting probably would have went on. Some little nigga, you almost got your ass shot. Some shit like, you know, they like, little nigga almost put you down. Some, some shit like that probably would have been said. But what? But, but instead, what happens when you have fucking homies from the fucking block who don't know no fucking better, who probably fucking high off the fucking za, who probably been sipping a little bit of lean, popped a few pills, and that motherfucker off the perk, he's trying to fuck something. Instead, you got them niggas with you. So what do them niggas know? All them niggas know is that's far off on anything that's moving when they supposed to be moving around us. And now you jeopardizing a nigga's whole motherfucking me career. A nigga's whole motherfucking me line of income. That video is disturbing, man. It truly motherfucking is. That video is truly motherfucking me disturbing. It truly motherfucking me is, man. Get well soon to that young man. Um, like I said, to have brain bleeding. Like I said, the first fucking punch, he was literally knocked out on his feet, frozen. You know when you watching UFC and you see a nigga get knocked out, and then you see a nigga come down with the hammer fist and shit like, wow, the nigga was knocked out and he got hit with some hammer fist afterwards. It's like, oh my god, like you know that nigga ain't gonna be the same. When you see a fan just get hit like that from behind, and he's knocked out, frozen on his feet, nigga looking down at the fucking ground. I'm talking nigga was frozen doing the goddamn me uh. What was that fucking Ray Shermer challenge? When everybody was just frozen like a motherfucker? Like, he was doing, he did that shit. And then you see the nigga who first seen him and who, who first sent him but walked away when he ran over the first time. After he get hit, you see that nigga turn around and just hit him like two, three, four times? Like, come on, man. And I'm, and I'm happy he's caught on camera because them niggas should be locked the fuck up. 
I'm one of them niggas. Niggas be like, they don't wish jail on nobody. No, you, that's a damn lie. That's a fucking lie. I've been in jail. I've been in those conditions. I know what it feels like to be inside that motherfucker. There are some niggas I know who do needs to be inside that shit. Wow. Fuck that. Niggas who did that, y'all deserve. You know what? I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not even I'm not even mad for real at the first nigga who hit him. Because you know what? Granted, I get it. You know what I'm saying? The same way how I got when Lil Tim shot King Von. I get it. I get it. It's the second nigga that really bothers me. The second nigga that hit him two, three times after he was already knocked out on his feet that made him fall and fall back and smack his head on the goddamn concrete. I'm mad at that nigga. Because nigga, that lets me know you's a bitch. You's a bitch. I ain't never hit no nigga that was knocked out. I'm be real with you. Wow. I ain't never hit no nigga that was knocked out in my life. Ever. Ever. I don't even desire to. I don't even desire to. How do you feel tough swinging on a nigga that's knocked out? How? How? I don't know how Norda Whitman get out of this one, man. This this is this is pretty uh this this some this some real shit. And you know lawsuits gonna be coming out the ass when that young man regains consciousness. Hopefully he does regain consciousness. Like I said, ain't he wasn't no coma or nothing, but brain blood, you know, brain bleeding and stuff like that, and being in a concussion and shit like that. That's some serious shit. That's some serious shit. So I don't know. It's gonna be a tough for Norda Wick. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, but moving on, man. You know. <laughs> As you can see, man, if you're watching on OGX TV, man, I got my motherfucking me hair done. I had some barrel braids in with these two strand twists. I had three going to the back. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I told y'all on past episodes, I work at a dispensary for a part-time job. That's my second job. And I'll be around a lot of motherfucking people. There's a lot of people that come in there. A lot of people that be interacting with me and shit like that. I mean, it's very much be cool to be around the people again. You know what I'm saying? Promoting the podcast and stuff like that. I'm growing the show as I'm, you know what I'm saying, doing my thing. But as I, when I first got my hair done, I had my barrel braids in. <laughs> as I'm at the gig, man, I was being told I look like so many different fucking celebrities, bro. Wow. I was being told like FBG Doug. Oh, my fucking God. Wow. I was being told like T Grizzly. Oh, my fucking God. Wow. I was being told like fucking finesse two times. Oh, wow. God. They didn't tell me I look like no nigga that had anything positive going on. FBG Duck is dead. T Grizzly just got robbed. His, his house and shit robbed not too long ago. The nigga finesse two times, motherfucking me. He, he apparently got him up with me BBL. Like, wow. <laughs> they tell me like all type of niggas who all fucked up out here in these streets. But the reason why I really brand up is because the FBG Duck situation, the old block trial, all that shit is underway. And I got to be honest with you, the FBG Duck situation, his, the way he got killed is probably one of the more gruesome ways any of those guys have been killed in that whole you know what I'm saying, 300, 600 beef type shit from what we know. You know, we know the JoJo situation. We know the Capo situation. We know all these niggas was being killed on bus stops, riding bikes, you know what I'm saying, standing on, on, on porches and shit like that. 
FBG Duck was killed, and probably the more populated place, the more liveliest place in fucking Chicago. Wow. He was killed right there in front of the motherfucking me shopping district. FBG Duck was killed in broad daylight, nigga. And for in, in the most busiest part of Chicago. In broad daylight. And he wasn't just shot with one bullet. They shot that man the fuck up. It was a hit put on FBG Duck. And of course, you know what I'm saying? People like myself who from St. Louis, um, in the horror of that shit, you know, since 2011, 2012, 2013, 14, 15, the horror of that shit, me being right there, me being so in tune with the fuck was going on, being a big Chief Key fan, being a big Fredo Santana fan, being a big Capo fan, Ball Out fan, all them niggas. Hell, even motherfucking me, I thought the JoJo songs weren't that bad. I, I thought the shit was aight type shit. But being there and being so in tune with what the fuck was going on in the heart and the in the prime of that situation, of course I'm tapped in with the fucking old block Rico charge because if we all know if King Von was alive to this day, there's a good chance he would have been locked up on this fucking murder case. They had fucking police paperwork saying that King Von was the main motherfucking guy they was looking for for this shit who set this shit up. So when you had this FBG Duck murder trial going on and the old Black Rico shit, it was released, information was released that who the feds had as a motherfucking me informant, who was going to be taking the stand. It was released that the nigga Trenches News will be taking the goddamn stand. Wow. I'm be real with you. And I'm be all the way, I'm going to keep it all the way up being with you. Trenches news taking a stand may be some of the funniest shit I've seen in a very, very motherfucking me long time, bro. Wow. Trenches news is one of those guys who's very connected to the 300, 600 situation. He's, he's a nigga who tapped in. He was in the streets. He was with a lot of these niggas doing a lot of this shit. He's one of them niggas who's, who's former gangbanger turned YouTube commentator. He got a YouTube channel. He do his own thing. He tell backstories, all this good shit, right? To find out that this nigga is an actual federal informant, he's going to be taking a stand, it's pretty motherfucking me wild to me. Wow. And it makes me think because news was also released that um, him he was getting paid $24,963 over 15 different installments to be an informant in the FBG duck trial. Wow. Fam. I know niggas is against snitching, right? But everybody got a motherfucking me price. <laughs> we didn't see niggas snitch for a cigarette. We didn't see niggas snitch for motherfucking me McDonald's. You mean to tell me this nigga snitched for 24000 Wow. A nigga from the slums of Chicago just got paid 24000 to tell on his ops? Wow. Do it really get any fucking better than that? Let's just keep it a bang. Everybody got their price. My, for my question to all the friends of the show, what is your price? How much money would it really take for you to become a federal informant? Wow. Me personally, I don't get involved with shit like this because I don't believe in snitching no motherfuckers. I just truly don't. I don't believe in snitching no motherfuckers. 
If I'm doing some dirt with motherfuckers, I can't. I don't feel comfortable snitching on that person. That's why I, I just do my shit by my motherfucking self if I have to. But we just seen niggas snitch for nothing, for cigarettes, for burgers, for a motherfucking phone call home. We just seen niggas tell just a tale. This nigga was getting paid twenty four thousand, bro. Come on, man. Look. It's a dangerous space, man. It's a dangerous space when it comes to content creating, man, because like I said, you got a lot of those former game bangers turned commentators now. What's the dude named King Yella? King Yella has a YouTube channel doing the same shit where he's talking about all these niggas he used to have beef with, where he bringing up stories, where he just talking about the movement type shit. And I'm not telling niggas to not be creative. Do I think every nigga who's in the gang is just fucking stupid? Absolutely not. A lot of these niggas be fucking creative. It ain't shit to to put up your fucking iPhone, get a fucking ring light, and get the talking. Create some content, nigga. So I'm not surprised that a lot of these niggas is doing it, especially when you see the success and and, and the money that came from um, niggas like academics doing the war on Chirac. When you see niggas like DJ Vlad interviewing niggas to get the storylines, of course I'm not surprised to see niggas who got the actual stories telling the stories themselves on their own platforms. But it's one thing we as fans and we as people got to be real about, man. As much as we want to call academics, you know what I'm saying, and Vlad the police because of the content that they create, you know, you got Trap Laura Ross, who's uh, over there in the UK who did the Big King Von documentary. Um, as much as we want to call these niggas the feds, bro, because they put they putting out information that's public information, by the way. They just put it all together for you in one video and put it out to the masses and capitalize on it. As much as we want to call them the fucking feds, what are we going to say about the actual fucking bloggers who, was actually had, who actually has ties to said situations and, and, and fucking said communities? Who are not only fucking profiting off making content on the show on YouTube, but as well as fucking cooperating with the fucking police. Wow. You can say what you want about DJ Academics and DJ Vlad about them niggas being some in-house niggas who who being the police, calling them all that shit, the feds. And you can call them niggas everything you want to call them, right? But them niggas ain't actually finna be sitting in the motherfucking me courtroom pointing at that nigga saying he did it. Now, they motherfucking me public fucking YouTube videos be used in court. That's something totally fucking different. They can't stop the police from streaming they shit. All streams matter. Nigga, if the feds want to go through my catalog and go through some of my episodes to put a nigga away, man, you better fucking have that. Wow. Stream that shit. Nigga, I need them fucking pesos, nigga. I like my chips with dip, nigga. Fuck that, nigga. I got bills, bitch. Wow. <laughs> I got bills, nigga. But the moment you got niggas who used to be out there in them streets with them niggas, who used to be on them same porch stops with them niggas, and them same alleyways and shit with them niggas, who now not only is fucking, uh, 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 um, you know, uh, um, monetizing niggas that they know or niggas that they once knew who are now dead lives, they are also fucking doubling down by motherfucking me testifying in court. Now, granted, you know what I'm saying? They say trenches news and. FBG Doug was real close friends. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not finna sit here and tell a nigga not to fucking cooperate off his fucking friend, off his homeboy being murdered. But the streets is the motherfucking me streets, nigga. If you're gonna be in the streets, you gotta be in the motherfucking me streets. But also, if you are going to cooperate, you just gotta have, have to be one of them niggas who accept what comes with. You have to be one of those niggas who accept what comes with that. If you can accept motherfuckers calling you a rat or snitch, then so be it. Nigga, words are just words. If you can, if you if you cool with living your life like that, knowing you feel comfortable standing for your boy who who can no longer stand up for himself, that's totally fine. That that's a whole different story for a whole different motherfucking me day. But what we need to be addressing is if these niggas is now finna be motherfucking me playing both sides of the fence, where they now out the streets and and monetizing their stories and also fucking cooperating and testifying against niggas. We owe a lot of motherfucking me apologies and a lot more motherfucking me gratitude to the niggas like DJ Academics, to the niggas like a Trap Lord Ross, to the niggas like a fucking DJ Vlad, who refuses fucking me, uh, who, who refuses to testify, who refuses to be a part of any investigations. Trenches News just fucked up for a lot of you quote unquote street niggas, a lot of you quote unquote real niggas. Because now you niggas have officially crossed over from talking about the niggas who was in their mama's basement doing this shit to not only becoming them niggas, but also becoming a fucking snitch. The streets, right? <laughs> the motherfucking streets, man. That shit is fucking crazy. Speaking of uh, trials and shit, while we talking about it, yo, man, Young Thug is cooked, brother. Wow. Young Thug is cooked. Man. Look, I'm be real with you. Young Thug so motherfucking me cook, man. Young Thug so motherfucking me. Look, look, listen to how they talk about this nigga Young Thug, bro. They talk about this nigga Young Thug like he a motherfucking me demon child. Bro. You oh, listen to this shit. See the shadow in the back of the room. He's the one directing traffic. He is the one they're all afraid of. He's the one that's king slime. He's pulling the shots. He is the most dangerous of the 28 judge. Mm. And I, I implore you not to grant him a bond. He is dangerous. The wow. setup they've given to you is actually going to be less controlled. God. But you Dang. see the shadow in the back. That nigga's done. What's up? You can live here. Done. Done. He's done. That man's done, okay? Young Thug is done. Look, man, the Young Thug trial has already started. They gave opening statements. And I'm not, you know what I'm saying, betting against Young Thug or hoping Young Thug don't beat his case or nothing like that. If the man's guilty, then the man's guilty. If he's not guilty, then he's not guilty. But I always find it interesting when I hear the lawyers opening statements because I always wish they had the camera on the fucking defendant's face because... When Young Thug's lawyer got up there and he was talking about all the gang signs that Young Thug was throwing up, he was throwing up the fucking the Pyro sign, and he was saying that Young Thug was throwing up pushing P, and he tried to tell everybody that pushing P meant pushing positivity. Wow. Let's just keep it a buck, bro. If I'm on fucking trial for my life, nigga, the fucking state has brought Rico on my fucking ass. 
There's murders involved in this shit. And the motherfucking prosecutors get up there talking about some, I'm the king slime. I'm the most scariest nigga in the motherfucking me city. I'm dangerous. They begging the motherfucking me judge not to let me go. And my motherfucking me lawyer get up there talking about some, he ain't a bad guy. He pushing positivity. Wow. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, come the fuck on, man. I would, at that moment in time, I would whisper in my motherfucking me lawyer's ear and tell him, nigga, you fired. We're done here. Your Honor, I would like to go fucking mistrial. I need to find a new motherfucking lawyer, man. He up there talking about the fucking lawyer. Young Thug's lawyer was getting up there talking about he didn't create the word slime. He got the word slime from Lil Wayne. Bruh, it, it, it blew my mind how many fucking times Lil Wayne's name has been brought up in this Young Thug shit. Wow. If I'm Lil Wayne, bro, I'm sitting back like, Yo, what the fuck do I got to do with any of this shit? Y'all niggas shot my bus up. How the fuck y'all niggas shoot my bus up? And y'all niggas keep throwing my name in this shit to try to get up to try to beat some shit. How the fuck? Look, I've heard Lil Wayne say slime hella times. Do I think Lil Wayne created the word slime in reference to bloods? Fuck no. Wow. Man, fuck no, I don't believe that shit. It just blows my mind how often Lil Young Thug has thrown Lil Wayne's name in this shit. It, 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 I don't know. It, it, it ain't snitching. It ain't snitching. But it ain't, it ain't some shit we can just bypass. Lil Wayne probably sitting at home like, yo, what the fuck is this? Nigga, I'm sitting back doing my shit. Lil Wayne ain't got fat on us. He living good. He, he eating healthy. He on fucking undisputed talking sports. Like, you know how good, you know how happy I am to see Lil Wayne with some fat ass cheeks. Because, you know, Lil Wayne be on that lane and shit. So to finally see Lil Wayne with some fat ass cheeks, it's like, you know what? Salute, my nigga. You finally eating the goddamn me Chick-fil-A, nigga. I appreciate that. But it, it blows my mind, dog. It really blows my mind how often fucking Young Thug's lawyer was mentioning fucking Lil Wayne throughout this whole motherfucking me case. Like, he really finna beat a fucking state Rico with all these murders by pinning all this shit on being a huge Lil Wayne fan. Are you fucking serious? Wow. Yeah, young thug is fucking cooked, man. <laughs> that nigga's cooked, B. <laughs> I don't, but no, real shit, though, it is important to note that um, the judge today did storm out hella mad. Um, they may be going towards a mistrial because... Um, the camera that was in the courtroom panned over and showed the motherfucking jury. Wow. Like, you got to understand, bro. This is probably the biggest case in Atlanta in a long motherfucking time, bro. It took they ass at least like three to four to five months to even get through jury selection. It took them hellas to even get this fucking trial started. So to know that, nigga, what, day one, day two of the motherfucking me trial, nigga, the fucking camera panned over and showed some of the goddamn me jury members. Wow. Come on, man. Not not for a nigga that they expressing to be king slime. That niggas is, is begging the judge to motherfucking be keeping the in, in jail and and not to grant bond. So if the motherfucking me judge feels the security of these jury members are going to be in, in, in um, at risk, I can clearly see this motherfucking me being a motherfucking me mistrial. Um, and them setting up a new trial date and stuff like that because 
it's gonna be the same thing with YNW Melly. He got a mistrial, but the the state said no fuck that. We're gonna try this shit again. And if the fucking case gets granted a mistrial off something such as little as you know the, the jury being fucking shown on camera, I'm very motherfucking me confident in saying that there will be another fucking trial st- uh, stated for another date if it's fucking granted a mistrial. Who knows? Uh, because it was big news about the judge uh, being mad and storming out the fucking room and stuff like that. And, you know, saying calling everything off today. So. Who knows what's gonna happen with this young thug shit? If young thug beats this case. I don't think anybody really has young thug beating the case. But if young thug, you know, gets grand a mistrial, and then you know, say so another day gets set for another trial, and he he ultimately ends up beating the case, or it's not, or he's away for ten to fifteen years at least, then I think niggas gonna look at this and say a win is a win because a Rico case alone. Got niggas thinking that Young Thug fan at least do 10 years at least. When you throw murders in there and you throw all that shit in there, who knows, man? They may, they may very well try to throw this nigga away for, for life, but who knows, man? More will be to come in this Young Thug situation. Like I said, a mistrial very well may be something that happens in the very near future, but more information will be coming out as the week goes, uh, as the week plays out. <laughs> uh, but moving on, man, before we get the fuck up out of here, man. Um. <laughs> You know, I'll come on this platform time and time again. You know what I'm saying? I say love who you love. You know what I'm saying? You can't help who you fall in love with. You can't help what that person looks like. You don't know if that you don't know if the woman you're going to fall in love with and marry is going to be drop dead gorgeous. You don't know that. You don't know. You you may be an ass guy. You can't guarantee that your wife is going to have a fat ass. And vice versa. If you like tits, you can't guarantee your wife's going to have tits. You can't help who you fall in love with. You know, as a kid, I was very blunt, very out and open about which women I thought was attractive and which women I thought was just fucking ugly. As I've gotten older, I've I've tended to um, stop using the word ugly because I have to understand that I'm not a catch in every woman's eye. Every woman doesn't look at me and see this fucking wonderful handsome looking beast you know what i'm saying this this mountain of a man wow <laughs> not every woman looks at me and thinks that now nine times out of ten if you get ten women yeah nine of them gonna say yeah that's a fucking man right there but you may get one who just you know what i mean the bitch may be partially blind you don't know <laughs> but i've gotten away from calling women ugly because I've had a lot of encounters with a lot of women who I just, I wouldn't say is beautiful. Wow. If the ass is fat, I'm going. If the if the personality is personality in, I'm going. If you're funny, you can laugh me out my drawers, bitch. It's going to wow. happen. I've been down that road many times with women who I just didn't think was beautiful. But I also understand that there's someone out there for everybody. But there was one person I always had a hard time, you know, so no matter how hard I tried of uh, 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 trying to picture that person in a romantic relationship with somebody, I just had such a such a hard time picturing this woman getting dick the fuck down by anybody. Wow. Said person is Leslie Jones. Wow. I gotta be honest with you. Leslie Jones is, is is not an attractive woman. 
You know how niggas used to say Whoopi Goldberg wasn't attractive? I gotta be honest with you. Whoopi Goldberg ain't the ugliest guy. Like, I, I don't think Whoopi Goldberg is that motherfucking ugly. Do I think Whoopi Goldberg has the, the, she just didn't have the swag of a woman who presented herself? Yeah. But do I think Whoopi Goldberg was just ugly? Nah. Leslie Jones? Leslie Jones is ugly. And the reason why I feel so comfortable with saying Leslie Jones is ugly, I honestly thought that was part of her gimmick. I thought Leslie Jones was playing into, I'm not the most attractive looking woman, so I'm going to wear the fucking wild, short, you know what I'm saying, hairdo. I'm going to have the wild, you know what I'm saying, laughter and be overly obnoxious when I'm trying to be funny. I thought that was part of her act. But I've never heard a nigga say, ooh, that Leslie Jones. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. And I used to, every time I seen her on my TV screen, I used to always be like, yo, who is the nigga that's hitting her up at 2 a.m. when his dick is hard? Who is the nigga that's when he wake up in the morning and he trying to just get one, get a quick one off, and he finna, you know, finna beat this shit? Who's the nigga that's envisioning fucking Leslie Jones? Wow. Who's that guy? That nigga needs to be studied. He needs to be studied. But I'm happy to know that after all these years of me fucking driving myself crazy and trying to figure out, yo, who is the man that's fucking giving Leslie Jones that motherfucking me trip to pound town? And all these years I was so baffled and fucking flabbergasted that I couldn't come up with a fucking name. I'm happy to know that there's a legit reason why I couldn't come up with a name. Ain't nobody fucking Leslie. Wow. Leslie Jones came out and said that <clears throat> she has been coming across men that can't get hard when it's time to have sex with her. She goes on to say today's generation of men are weak. They have got they, they have got erectile dysfunction. Wow. Now I think it is important to say I don't know if this is an actual quote. We in 2023, man. I, this shit is on Twitter, man. I don't know if shit is true or false no more. But if this is an actual true statement from Leslie Jones, Leslie, Leslie, Leslie. Wow. Does erectile dysfunction exist? Absolutely. You know, I had a car accident. I got nerve damage in my back. You know, after my accident, you know, I, I, me and OED was friends for a minute. I have no shame in admitting that shit. Then I lost my life that night. So is erectile dysfunction real, Leslie? Yes, it is. Do I think that erectile dysfunction is what you're experiencing? Wow. I do not. Leslie, you got to be real, baby girl. You are not easy on the eyes. Not only are you not easy on the eyes, Leslie, you ain't got no fat ass, baby. If you was a butterface, shit would be different for you. If you was a butterface, you funny. And if you had a body that go along with that humor, you would be probably one of the most desirable. You, you, you wouldn't have a problem keeping a man from piping you the fuck out. Just because you funny, that's only going to get you so far. That may get you over to the crib, you know what I'm saying, to smoke. But that ain't finna get you to the bedroom, if you know what I'm saying. Wow. Leslie Jones isn't even a woman that I would let suck my penis. But I'm be wow. You know that look that a woman face that on, on a woman's face 
well, she has a penis in her mouth. I'm just being real. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to none of to the lady friends of the show. Ladies, you have to understand when men see that there there's something about that look. The look of my penis in a woman's mouth is like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. That just that that, that, that magnifies and multiplies the beauty of a woman by like a hundred motherfucking million. Wow. Leslie Jones. I know for a fact that would not have the fucking impact on her. Wow. Leslie Jones is fucking ugly, bro. We got to keep it a bean. The simple fact she running around talking about niggas' dicks ain't working with her, baby, it ain't got nothing to do with they dick not working. It's you. It's a you thing. It's, it's, it's you. There's not an amount. Victoria ain't got a secret big enough to hide that shit on your face. Wow. Baby, it's it's you. You need to go to the glory hole. Wow. Fuck it. <laughs> Leslie, I got it figured out. Go to the glory hole. Anonymously, take that dick. Anonymously, suck that meat. You need to go to the glory hole. All that intimate shit. All that face-to-face loving, all that candles burning, that is not in the deck of cards for you, baby. I don't even look. I didn't even. I thought she was probably gay. Like, real shit. I thought she was like a stud or something. The simple fact I know you like taking dick lets me know, baby, you ain't been fucked in a minute. Ain't no nigga in their right mind. No, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ain't no nigga in their right mind. Ain't no nigga who can fucking get a woman with a with an able body gonna fucking hit you up when they in their time and need. You you just ain't you don't check none of them boxes. I'm being real with you. You may have some money. Ain't no nigga finna subject himself to fucking rolling over in the morning looking at that. Ain't no nigga finna subject himself to that sex. No, it ain't happening. I'm sorry. As a man, I can tell you, it's not happening. <laughs> I, 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 for men, I speak for all men on this one, Leslie. <laughs> I really motherfucking me do, man. Um, but let's do some quick hits before we get the fuck up out of here, man. You know, I was on social media and I came across um, this post from Kyle, uh, about Kyle Kuzma. You know, former Laker, former champion for for uh, Los Angeles Lakers, now plays for the Washington Wizards. I always said, bro, if Jordan Poole and fucking Michael Porter Jr. was on the same team, that shit would be nonstop comedy. It's even fucking it's even funnier when you got Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. These niggas is getting blown up by twenty plus points, throwing off the backboard lobs to each other. Like the, the shit is fucking hilarious. But I came across this post about Kuzma. And Kuzma took a trip up to a women's prison. And in, at on this trip to the women's prison, Kuz brought gifts. And you know, it's holiday season. You know, he just had Thanksgiving. So, you know, I'm like, damn, Kuz probably went up to the women's facility. You know what I'm saying? Put the apron on, was scooping the mashed potatoes on the plate and shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what type of community service that is, but it's community service nonetheless. Kyle Kuzma went to this women's facility. He wasn't making plates. Kyle Kuzma went to the women's prison and donated clothes. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. I'm be real with you. Whenever you see the imagery of someone donating to the less fortunate, that picture alone should signify happiness, hope, you know what I'm saying, the strength of humanity, right? There was something about seeing a photo of Kyle Kuzma smiling, you know what I'm saying, from ear to ear, handing over a big-ass box of clothes to a fucking prison inmate. Wow. Uh, Mr. Kuzma, just a quick question, brother. Where the fuck are they going to wear these clothes? Wow. You can't have swag in prison, brother. There's nobody in, in fucking prison with Nike tech suits, Dolce and Cup. No, nigga. It's a fucking state property jumpsuit. This nigga Kuzma really look, look, man. You know how people be handing out turkeys to the homeless? Where the fuck they gonna cook that turkey at? Wow. You just had them this big ass 12 pound turkey, raw ass meat. Where are they cooking this fucking turkey at, man? That's why I don't be wanting that shit. That's the exact same thing going to a women's prison and fucking donating boxes of clothes. Are you fucking serious, Kyle Kuzma? Are you serious? Unless these boxes had was was just regular fucking. To be honest with you, there's nothing that they, it could be. They don't have their own draws in motherfucking me prison. They get like one pair of draws, nigga. They gotta wash them motherfuckers. You get one track. You get one fucking outfit. You get one fucking pillowcase. One cover. Why are you giving them swag? I just thought that was the funniest shot I had seen in a minute. It explains that these, he's the same nigga that can be down by 20 plus points in the game and fucking go catch an off the backboard alley-oop. Some niggas, man, some niggas get money and just don't know what to do with it. Why didn't you take the... If you wanted to give clothes away so bad, bro... Why didn't you just take your ass to the fucking nearest homeless shelter? Why didn't you just take your ass to the nearest boys and girls club? Why did you decide, let me go to a women's prison and give them a bunch of fucking clothes? It don't even matter if it was fucking white tees, drawers, and socks. They can't wear that shit. Like, I... <sighs> These niggas, man. <laughs> <laughs> it be these niggas, man. <laughs> um, another one, man, before we get the fuck up out of here. Um, you know, I want to talk about this Russell Westbrook incident that happened with the fans. Um, well, him and the fan got into it, and he had a fan get escorted out the building. Russ talking about they called him Westbrook. He's standing on business and, and all that shit. Um, you know, I gotta be honest. I want to say this real fast, and I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here, man, because. I really don't find joy in talking about Russell Westbrook anymore. It's he's, he's pretty much irrelevant. I'm being honest with you, but it's not because of him. It's really just because of the situation. Like he's on the Clippers now. Don't nobody really give a fuck about the Clippers, bro. And now you're back on the bench. You're really not a player that's really impactful enough for me to really be going behind the scenes, digging up research, and trying to have a straight hot take about. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna say this, and I've said, and I had, to, I've stayed at this position many times about this whole Westbrook shit, about Westbrook, some he's standing on business, and 
people wouldn't say this shit to his face and it's about his kids and his grandparents. Brother, shut the fuck up. That shit is never that fucking deep, man. See, niggas be talking about niggas be mentally tough. This nigga is one of the most softest, mentally weak niggas I fucking ever seen dribble a basketball. Wow. Yes, you got Paul George. You know what I'm saying? Every time you have an off-shooting game, he runs to the fucking doctor's office and get shoulder surgery. But this Russell Westbrook nigga, man, like, it pains me to say because I'm such a fan. You wasn't saying this shit when niggas was calling you Brody, Mr. Triple Dub. You wasn't saying that shit. You wasn't saying to call me Westbrook. My grandparents fought for that name. My kids, that's my kid's name. I was going to be proud of that name. You wasn't saying that shit then. You only got a problem with the names that people call you now when you know you playing like fucking ass. When you know you're not being able to put on the performance that you was able to put on four to five years ago. I don't understand why he thinks niggas won't call him Westbrook to his face. When have we ever seen Westbrook get into a fight in the NBA? I can count many times I've seen Westbrook get elbow hard as fuck by Zaza Pachulia and other motherfucking me big men where he bleeding, laying on the court looking all fucking soft and shit, getting up, Thomas, I'm going to get your ass back. When have we ever seen Westbrook do what Draymond been doing? We didn't see Draymond punch niggas. We didn't see Draymond choke niggas out. We didn't see them kick niggas in the nuts. We didn't see them stomp on niggas. We ain't seen Westbrook do shit. We're only seeing Westbrook act like he want to get tough with some fucking fans. And I'm not trying to sit here and advocate for a nigga to be, you know what I'm saying, knocking niggas the fuck out. But stop bitching and complaining, my nigga. You only bitch and complain when niggas ain't sucking your fucking meat. When niggas is acknowledging that you a fucking bum now, when you a fucking bench player, when you a fucking turnover machine, when you a nigga that don't nobody want the ball and lay in it and they and they hands late in the game, when you that nigga, now you can't take the motherfucking me shit that's coming with the with the fans. Now it's all about I'm standing on business. You're not standing on shit, bro. He just so fucking mentally weak, bro. It's like I just it bothers me when I see niggas who ain't got real niggas in their corner. I bet if you go look at, at the niggas in Russell Westbrook uh, circle, I bet it's a bunch of motherfuckers who depended on Russell Westbrook. I bet it ain't no fucking situation like LeBron James. You know, like Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, all them niggas, they got their own lanes. Like they, they stay on their own two feet. There ain't no nigga like that in Russell Westbrook corner, man. It's probably going to be his fucking brother, his fucking mom, his daddy, and his wife type shit. Niggas who depended on him. Who can't tell that nigga no to say to, to say they motherfucking life? I just it bothers me when I come across them type of niggas. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I that's just what I get from Russell Westbrook, bro. So it's a lot of my takes, man. It really be personal. Cause I, as much as I'm a fan of dude on that court, as a person, I wouldn't fuck with that nigga, man. We can be the last two niggas on earth. I would not smoke a bl- I would not smoke no weed with that nigga, bro. Like real shit. Real motherfucking me shit, bro. You kicking fans out because they calling you Westbrick. If a nigga ain't threatening no bodily harm to you, 
He ain't talking shit about your wife, your kids, and none of that shit. Who the fuck are you to have somebody kicked out? Who the fuck are you to get in their face because they called you Westbrick? It's a fucking play on your last name, dumbass. Nigga, Alan, nigga, Alan his last name is Cooper or some shit. Nigga, Alan, his name is Russell Cooper, Russell Johnson. And niggas just calling him Westbrick all of a sudden. They flipped over two punk ass letters in your name, and you 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 hot you you hot about it, nigga. Uh, it's, it's similar to the Brennan Jennings situation. Who the fuck do you think you are, <laughs> fucking bozo ass niggas, man? Um, but with that being said, man, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up at that, man. Episode 189, man. Thin line between jeans and motherfucking insanity, man. Uh, let's run through the doc and make sure we didn't miss anything. Uh, we talked about uh, standing on business, man. My cousin Miko Grimes versus Gilbert Arenas. We talked about the Josh Gideon situation. Got some updates in that. Uh, my own personal situation that happened not too long ago with a young lady not trying to tell me her age. Like I said, man, men, we have to be careful. Ladies who have, who have sons, we have to be careful. We have to be fucking careful. And even vice versa, you know what I'm saying? For ladies, you know what I'm saying? If you come across a young man who looks a lot older than what he is, you know what I'm saying? Look, I used to, look, I'm going to be a real with y'all. I was 19 years old. And uh, I was talking to this 26, 27-year-old. And I was lying about my age, telling Shorty I was 21 years old. And she truly didn't believe me for real, for real. Like, she knew I wasn't as old as I was. So she kept trying to press me about, you know, seeing my ID and shit. And eventually I gave her my ID and we, you know, got over shit. And I was blowing her back out for like the next eight motherfucking years. Wow. <laughs> like that took place. But I'm saying that to say that it happens to ladies too. Granted, I was 19 years old. I was grown. I was still, I was an adult. But it happens to ladies too where niggas lie on their age. I've done it before. So we have to be careful. All our friends of the show, we have to be fucking careful. Take it away from this Josh Giddy situation because we still need more details to come out. But the fact is that we all need to be careful out here in these streets because we can all be caught up. And when you get caught up in certain situations, it really don't matter, nigga, how guilty, how motherfucking me truly uh, guilty you are. As long as your ass is guilty. You know what I mean? It don't matter what your intent was in certain situations. It truly motherfucking me don't. Um, also, we talked about Nardo Wick. Um, is Nardo Wick career about to come to a crumble? Um, we talked about Trenches News being a motherfucking me rat for 25 rats. God damn. Wow. Whew, 25 rats to tell some niggas that killed your homeboy? Mm, that gotta feel good. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> We talked about Young Thug, man. Young Thug got to feel wild hearing his lawyer doing that opening statement. We also talked about a possible mistrial coming in that case. We talked about um, Leslie Jones. Are we supposed to lie? I like Leslie Jones, some beautiful black queen. Wow. I think not. <laughs> we also went through some quick hits with Kuzma delivering clothes to a woman's prison. Westbrook get into it with a fan. Yeah, man, we talked about a lot of motherfucking shit. Um, yeah, with that being said, DJ, drop that fire-ass beat, my nigga. Um, great ass episode, man. Episode 189, thin line between James and Sand. Uh, I had a great time recording this episode. Man. We had a few, you know what I'm saying, uh, retakes, you know what I'm saying, like take fucking 27 at this point. But we got this shit done, man. So I have to get, get the shot all on time for the motherfucking folks. Um, but you know, I give up on this side, man. It's all love these ways. 
never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And how just the episode? Go out this motherfucker. Damn, 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 damn. Uh, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. Damn. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Great episode, man. Episode 189, man. Thin line between genius and insanity, man. I just want to say thank you to everybody that tapped and joined the conversation. Man. I truly appreciate all the love and motherfucking me support, man. Like I said, top of the episode, man. We got the Spotify rap for the podcast. That came back, bro. The numbers are fucking staggering, bro. I can't even lie to you, man. The streams went up plus 999%. I don't even know what the fuck that wow. means. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means, nigga. Plus 999%. Like, I knew the fucking streams was out the roof this year. We, we did our motherfucking me thing. I, I doubled down and put out twice as, or twice fucking uh, the content a week now. So the fucking uh, streaming was up. They said the fucking content was up 127%. So to have the content go up 127% and have that met with plus 999% when it comes to actual streams of the goddamn me show. Come on, man. That's not that's counting all platforms. Uh, Audio Max, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. That's counting all of them motherfuckers, bro. And that was just a Spotify rap just for Spotify. So just to know that that was what I got back from Spotify, bro, I was truly motherfucking amazing, bro. So um, I'm happy about the growth of the show. Obviously, in 2024, I want to grow the show even more. I want this shit to be something that everybody's talking about out here in these AZ streets, man. Um, it, it's been a lot of if you know, you know. For this whole fucking first two phases of the show, um, I'm about to start stepping on niggas next. It ain't no more playing this shit humble or playing this shit safe. You know, it's on some if you know, you know. We got the best goddamn me show out there, man. It ain't nobody fucking with me when it comes to this content shit. I don't give a fuck how much money they got to put in their motherfucking me show. I don't care about their celebrity status. I don't care about none of that shit. It ain't a motherfucker fucking with me. When it comes to this authenticity and when it comes to this month for me, solid content, man. Ain't nobody fucking me with that shit, man. And ain't no more that if you know, you know type shit. Fuck that. Tell a friend and tell a friend that OG Hash got a motherfucking me show, man. 2024, we going to fuck up, man. Mark my motherfucking me words, man. Um, but with that being said, y'all already know the fuck I give it up, man. I holler at y'all and I holler at y'all, man. Peace. Welcome to OG! Hatch, man, you know the fuck that nigga playing with me, man. You dig! You bitch, you!